Well, this week on The Morning Show, we've been featuring some of the best musical acts from the past 20-plus years. Uh, today, no different. Yes, Sophie Ellis Bexter was the name on everyone's lips in the noughties, with no less than seven top ten singles, and it all began way back in the year 2000. And Sophie Ellis Bexter joins us live from Melbourne. Hi, great, uh, great to see you. Welcome back to Australia. Oh, good to be here. Look what a lovely day it is here in Melbourne. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. You're doing a couple of gigs while you're here. How are, you, how are your audiences treating you? Well, so far I did one gig in Sydney um, for the Summer Camp Festival. I'm doing my Melbourne show this Saturday coming. And the audience were amazing. It really helped me cope with the jet lag. Because I did my first gig the same day I arrived. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it felt a little bit surreal, but really, really good. And lots of energy. Oh, that's a cure for jet lag for sure. Mm -hmm. As we heard in the introduction, <laughs> you've got this fantastic back catalogue uh, of hits to choose from. What really gets the crowd going? Um... Oh, golly. I mean, I've just been doing lots of party songs at the moment, lots of disco. I've brought all my disco with me. So everything from Groove, Jet and Murder that you've been playing, Hypnotise, Chronic Discotech, a couple of covers sprinkled in there. Just everything I can do just to really get everybody jumping around with me. <laughs> yeah, we love Murder on the Dance Floor. The song is still played on such high rotation here in Australia. And now apparently you've said your only regret from that song is that you sold the shoes from the video. Well, it's not a big regret. I did give them away to a charity, uh, which is I was always planning to do. I, I never wore them after the video. I thought, I'll, I'll donate them. But when the charity put them online, they didn't say the context. So they didn't say, these are the boots from that video. They just kind of put them up. So they just sort of like auctioned them for about pretty much what you would buy them for. And I just thought, oh, I could have probably got a bit more for the charity if I'd been a bit more insistent that they <laughs> contextualise them a little bit because they were so much part of that video. Oh, they sure it's okay, not a big regret. Look at them. <laughs> Right. We, we just want to reflect for a sec on the whole COVID time and your time in lockdown was a very productive one. The kitchen disco you created <laughs> became must-watch must content on Insta. Uh, we're going to have a look at one from last year. Have a look. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Were you surprised with uh, how much people really enjoyed this? Absolutely. Yeah, even now it's still very surreal to me actually when I stand in front of a crowd and I say, who's been around to my house? <laughs> because... Um, Obviously, that was at a time when we weren't seeing anyone, and yet these discos were forming this community that actually extended to millions, which is so abstract and really lovely. Like, everybody that came around to a kitchen disco is a friend of mine. And, um, yeah, that was really special. But you called it a productive time. It wasn't really very productive. It was kind of more loopy than that, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we saw a couple of your kids in, in the background of that clip. Uh, five yeah. boys? Wow. wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It makes me laugh every time someone says that to me, to be honest. And during lockdown, it felt like they multiplied. It felt like I had about 20 or something. So what does your um, life look like, You know like, what, Sophie? the discos were a good release. Sorry? What does your life look like with five boys? Like any family life, you know? it's Anyone from a big family would know what it's like. There's, it's never a dull moment. There's always something happening. It's always busy. But you've got to love that. Like, if you have a big family, you've got to love that whole family chaos that comes with it. They could be the next Hanson, those boys. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I'd have to whip them into shape a little bit. There are, And also the age gap. I've got a three-year-old to an 18-year-old, so I don't know if I can convince them to all form a band together. But <laughs> wow. I'll call a family meeting when I get home and see how it goes. <laughs> uh, do they love your music, though? I don't really know. Um, some of them. <laughs> I mean, that was the funny thing about the kitchen discos, really, is that they were my captive audience but they weren't all all fans all the time really um 
you know what, they're kind of stuck with it and they're stuck with me and my music. So, yeah, <laughs> sometimes they'll get me singing around the house and that's that. All right, now we know people love keeping busy, but you got you got so much going on. There's the kids, of course, the podcast, the music, an autobiography. What does downtime look for you? Do you even get any downtime? Well, actually, I think all the things you just mentioned are just such amazing opportunities, like the podcast, Spinning Plates. I just, that's a passion project. Writing a book, it just felt like the right time and what a nice thing to be asked to do that. Um, you know, you don't get a lot of downtime with, with a big family anyway, so I might as well be getting some stuff done. And it's all been really fun. I've been having an amazing couple of years, and this summer, like, doing festivals again and being out in front of a crowd has just been bliss. Yeah. All right, well, um, so great to see you in Australia. Thanks for joining us this morning.